is this stuff being true that I've been saying for 25 years, but they have to bury the memory of how this all came out even more now, because if our movement was proven right, then think of all the people who are who have egg on their face from the government and the churches, the media, academics, all the people who systematically ignored this for years are now pretending they didn't. We live in a whole new system now, and that's what it's hard for people to get their mind around that when, you know, we tend to operate from what we've known in our life, and yet this is a really radical change that's happened. Uh, Thomas Jefferson's old quote about uh, if it's a choice between having a free government and a free press, you have to go for the free press because if people aren't informed, they're they're slaves. If you have not been looking at C60 as a means to significantly improve your health and your immunities, you should be. Here's why. First, a strong and healthy immune system is your body's first defense. And for those with a strong immune system, your body will adequately fight illnesses without medical intervention. Second, C60 is safe. As long as you're taking a high quality C60 with no added fillers or solvents. Third, C60 is the best means of removing free radicals from your body that exist. It's at least 200 times better at this function than vitamin C and any other antioxidant. This is the magic. When you free up your body's resources from fighting free radicals, they then can focus their attention on healing. Every person has different needs, but the magic begins when your body can start to heal. So now it becomes clear, you need the best free radical fighter that exists, and that is C60 with black seed oil and curcumin. Go to sarahwessel.com shop and learn more about why this formula is so powerful. Also available by diffuser with ultra, ultra refined C60 oil to safely get directly into your lungs. It's also the best way to help your family pets by just being in the same room. Be sure to read the research and of course, use the current coupons to save money when you buy. Remember, keeping you and your family safe is the most important thing you can do. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Kevin Annette coming back to the show. I absolutely love talking to him. I think he's just such a good person. He represents what doing what's right, sticking to the truth, having the courage, and just being a role model for people, especially in these times. And he is being proven right after 25 years of trying to get the truth out there and what happened with these residential schools, he's finally there realizing that, yes, there's mass graves of children all over the place. And we talk about that, but we also talk about China and what's going on. He has intelligence that others in the independent media are not bringing forward. And I think it's really important that we cover these issues with him because he's been following what China has been doing with troop development on the West Coast, all the way up from Canada down to, you know, the United States. And then we also talk about the Native American reservations that are here in the United States and how they go over the border. So what does that mean? And how are they using those areas as a means for smuggling things in and out? It's, <laughs> you'll learn some things, I think, in this show. And remember, when I have my guests on, these are conversations I want to get deep. I want to understand things and I think about things and I throw things out there. And so it's conversations. I want them thinking deeper. I want to really tap into 
uh, different thoughts. And that takes more of a conversational mode than me just firing off single questions. Sometimes I do that. I, I'll, I'll ask questions and, I, and I'll do things differently. It depends on what I'm trying to get at. And so go ahead and just light me up in the comments. I don't really care. This is the approach that I feel is best to really get out what I need and to really explore some of the things that I'm thinking and reading and writing about and get his ideas on that. And it's important that I get, because I spent a lot of time researching and writing now. And so I have a lot that I'm putting forward. And so when I get another mind that has been thinking a lot about these things, I want their opinion on what I'm thinking about as well. I think it's what listeners want to know about. And, and I think you're thinking about these things too. So I, I want to explore these ideas, but especially when I have someone like, Kevin Annette on. Anyways, let's get into my conversation with Kevin Annette. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. Good to be back as always. Yeah, I love it when you're here. You always have such great information to share with people. Uh, you are being vindicated recently because I know how much you went through being just completely smeared for telling the truth about the wiping out of the Native Americans culture and just the abuses they went through. Um, so how do you feel? I know it's bittersweet, obviously, there's, it's not great, but all this stuff that's being acknowledged now, as far as the mass graves with these schools, what is going on with that? Well, personally, it, it feels like um, there's so much that's been lost by people, my death of my friends, destruction of my life and my family. I mean, the loss is so great that it's hard to have any sense of kind of victory, you know? Yes. Vindication though is important because it shows people that, and not only is this stuff been true that I've been saying for 25 years, but they have to bury the memory of how this all came out even more now, because if our movement was proven right, then think of all the people who are, who have egg on their face from the government and the churches, the media, academics, all the people who systematically ignored this for years are now pretending they didn't, right? So it really causes a huge credibility gap again in the system, which is why they try to bury things continually. Like here's an example of how ludicrous it's getting. Uh, the other day, there was a rally of you know concerned people in Ottawa in the nation's capital, and they called for an inquiry into Indian residential schools. Well. Not only have there been three or four inquiries over the last 20 years, but the government, government themselves did their own spin and whitewash operation called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission for seven years till 2015. And even New York Times reported the report of this truth and you know this whitewash where they weren't even allowed to talk about the deaths of children or mass graves. And yet somehow that's been wiped out of people's memories. You know, that that effectively, they can suddenly reinvent history as if there's never been an inquiry done into residential schools. They're right? really good at reinventing history, right? Very, as we're realizing. Go ahead. It's like Orwell come true. We're living through it. And uh, whether it's the technology now, the ability to swab memory and, and people's thinking, whatever it is, you have to, a lot of my work is continually, re, you know, educating people about the real history and the real hard evidence of these mass murders that are carrying on today. Yeah, and it's, it's um, yeah, I, there's so much that we're going through right now where a lot of people are being confronted with the ugly reality. And yeah. I, I think the shutdown really woke a lot of people up. And now there's still this the issue with the vaccine that 
that is that people are being confronted with. But you know, I've been thinking a lot about this whole colonization fact that they go in, they wipe out groups of people, and then they gloss over history and do propaganda all at the same time. To, I mean, it's it's a pattern of colonization, and they don't even think twice about it. It's so amazing though that they're so it's so easily to manipulate the the media structure. It's I, I'm so I'm still so confused at how easy it is to manipulate people. Well, you know, it isn't too hard to understand when you look at how for several decades now, and actually I talk about this, my latest book, which I'll plug, it's called Memoirs of a Revolutionary. You can get it on Amazon. But um, in it, I, I span the last 50 years. I look at what's happened in the world since the 1970s. And not only has corporate power so concentrated that it's now you know, governments are redundant. They just, as, as you can see by all the politicians lining up to push vaccinations, yep. they just jump to the, the whip of, the, of the, the corporatocracy, right? Which really is running the world now. And um, the, previously the system needed the semblance of democracy. No more. I mean, there's just this corporate fascist model of you will obey. Um, you know, here's a perfect example. One of my friends, Suzanne Holland, She's a native activist up in British Columbia. She, um, the Chilcotin people who she works for, the Chilcotin nation, they issued eviction orders to the churches, to the Mounties, to the government to get off their land. Suzanne was picked up, charged with uh, some minor offense. She didn't go into, into their court because she doesn't recognize it. So they issued a failure of, uh, to appear warrant She's been under house arrest for a year and a half. She can't leave her home. She can't make phone calls. She can't even email people, you know, who are targeted as being her friends. And they've got her locked away as a prisoner, right? And they can do that in Canada because we've always had this history of um, uh, rule by decree where a few people in Ottawa, you know, in the old colonial system, they'll issue an order and it becomes law. It's never debated in parliament, never issued by a court. It's just a few people running it. And that's the corporate model. A few people determine the, the law and everybody has to go along. So this whole tradition of, you know, accountability and, and you know, the U.S. Constitution, whole, you know, it, it, it's suddenly out the window in practice. And we live in a whole new system now. And that's what it's hard for people to get their mind around that when, you know, we tend to operate from what we've known in our life. And yet this is a really radical change that's happened. And I think I think you're right. I think in the United States, we still have some remnants that are fighting and and maybe we have a shot. But I think Canada's really, um, <laughs> you guys are really in that system. And I, but you know, I, there's, we just talked about this before I went on air. There's a empire that used to be, look at the old maps called Tartaria. And, and then it's all wiped out. There's no history of it. I've been doing a lot of research on it. And, and, and any listeners, I did a show on it a couple of years ago and I'm not, now I'm more interested in it because I'm very curious of how there were empires during you know throughout the time not even just empires there's groups and civilizations that i think were wiped out and colonized and then they just wiped out their history and i i think the the globalists if you will they're used to doing that and they don't care now we had the smith month act in the united states back in 2012 that obama approved under his presidency that allows them to do propaganda against the people i think that was preparing for them to be able for this time frame of being able to get us prepped, do the change the history, do whatever you need to do so that the people go along with your agenda. 
And I mean, that's what we're seeing. In order to have a free people, you can't have propaganda. It can't be legal. You can't lie to people knowingly. Oh yeah, that's uh, Thomas Jefferson's old quote about uh, if it's a choice be between having a free government and a free press, you have to go for the free press because if people aren't informed, they're, they're slaves, right? That's absolutely right. And that's what I think we're seeing. And uh, I'm just concerned that we are in the process of being eliminated, just like what you recognized and what you were showing with the Native Americans. I'm really concerned that they're doing an operation to do the same thing with us. Very much. I mean, as I often say, mandatory vaccinations have been the law in Canada since 1874 when it comes to Indians on reservations. You can't refuse a shot in the arm or medical treatment or you go to jail. So these laws are always on the books. They're just applied selectively, but now they're being applied generally to all of us. And part of that, of course, is, is wiping on memory. I remember when I was studying anthropology, um, there was a few unorthodox books on the history in North America. Um, of what had happened. And there were a number of native settlements that were actual cities. There was a place in Kentucky, I think it's called Cahokia. It was a city of thousands of native people. And yet it's been wiped out of the memory because uh, the, the when you're conquering an area, the whole line of the missionaries was these are uncivilized people who don't have writing, they don't have our yeah. civilization, we have to raise them up. So any evidence of an advanced culture in North America was just wiped out of the archeological record and the people were exterminated. So it's part of the whole, you know, how you take over an area, but now it's, we're all being colonized again. It's the same and ultimately eliminated. I think of course that's the agenda. Well, and, and let's see if they get away with it now that we have at least, uh, you know, the internet and some abilities to fight back with, it's all the freedom of press that keeps us free. And we got to fight this to the end. But you're seeing stuff with China, new developments on the whole West Coast um, that leads to, you know, more of a ramp up of what we're talking about. What are you seeing there? It's getting worse by the day. Uh, to give you an example, the, of course, you know, for people who don't know this, the Trudeau government, the first thing they did when they came in a few years ago was brought in legislation removing all limits on Chinese investment. They can buy up the whole country now if they want. Also, they brought in the Foreign Investment Protection Act, which allows China to actually station troops on Canadian soil. Now, this is mostly in British Columbia on the West Coast, where China announced this year that they're going to switch their economy from coal-based to liquid natural gas. And most of that LNG is in British Columbia. And along the what's called the Highway of Tears, where so many Native families go missing, and that's not accidental. They're being terrorized off their land by Chinese death squads, RCMP working with them to do that. And, you know, to grab the LNG, the, um, the native puppet chiefs are important to this. The Nishka nation, which is in Northern British Columbia, they just announced a $55 billion deal with China to provide liquid natural gas. So it's the native puppet leaders who are part of this whole Chinese takeover. Yeah. And that's connected very much with the attacks we faced when we tried to set up sovereign republic assemblies on Vancouver Island and on the West Coast. Every single one of them was wiped out, destroyed from within. Usual kind of divide and conquer, smear tactics, scaring people away. And like I said, my friend Suzanne Holland, who works for the sovereign nation of the Chilcotin people, she's now in under house arrest on a bogus charge. So anyone advocating sovereignty and people governing themselves is targeted now because that's the last thing the Chinese government can have in this area where they're going to just basically enslave 
the whole population to grab the resources. I mean, we see it unfolding as we speak right now. Well, I know that in the United States, there's a portion that actually crosses over the Mexican border, um, the Indian land, and they're using the native lands. They're using that to freely bring in resources into the United States through right. that Indian land. And, you know, what is going on there? Do you have any uh, intel on that? Or is it more based on the Canadian West Coast that you have? No, it's really common. You find that all across the U.S.-Canadian border, like uh, around Cornwall, Ontario, and New York, the Mohawk, uh, their, their, tribe, their land traditionally spans the border because a lot of them were driven after the American Revolution. They made the mistake of siding with the British, so they, the Washington drove them up into Canada. Uh, but they still have people there, so their, their, their reservation spans the border. They, it's one of the hottest areas for human and drug trafficking because you can often, even after 9-11, people with a, a native status card could cross the border without even a passport. And so a lot of criminality goes on, like the Blackfoot in the West, anywhere where there's a nation that spans the border, um, you get that criminality going on. You know, the biggest casino in America is actually owned by the Seneca Indians in New York. Um, there's big criminal element involved in, in um, you know, in the native world. And of course, that's something that's never reported because the government, churches, others who had their hands dirty with genocide, rely on those native leaders, leaders to cover up the crime like they're doing now with the mass graves. They go in, they pretend to do a dig, they destroy all the evidence, and they make themselves look good. Oh, we're looking into the, the, the missing children finally. It's all the same kind of concealment so the crime can continue. It's worse because they're going in and destroying the evidence. So they're destroying the, the lives or they're destroying the memories of these children by destroying that evidence. Yeah. So the fact that they're going in lying and claiming they're doing something and then destroying those graves is probably the, the biggest disrespect you can give to a people. Well, it's, it's a crime under the law, you know, tampering with a crime scene, destroying evidence, covering up a crime is as serious as doing the crime itself you know mm -hmm. you hide a murder weapon you're just as guilty as the guy who pulled the trigger so that's what's going on in a huge way and i say to people often do we really feel for those children in the ground you know how they got there the torture and, and murder that put them in the ground imagine you doing that to little children it, it really often newborns were taken into these places and just wiped out We've got testimonies of people who said they had saw children, newborn babies thrown into furnaces. Um, Murderbydecree.com, it's all up there, right? So part of the horror of that causes people to pull back mentally and just deny it all, of course, or do little gestures like, you know, putting the shoes of children on the steps of churches, right, as a remembrance. Those safe little things are allowed, but who's going to be prosecuted? How are we going to stop these crimes? That's never talked about, right? Yeah, and I think it's really important. I, I don't trust these people. So I think they'll use the American Indian or the Native Americans plight as a reason, as a way to colonize us they, and divide us. And, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter. And I mean, these people's lives do matter and we're trying to do it legit, legitimately, but let's honor their memory and make sure that these kind of colonizational crimes where you go and you wipe out groups of people don't ever happen again. That's how you honor their memory, not by using them as see how bad we are and see and, and using it as a way to murder and hurt right. more people. And I think that's what they're doing. I agree. That's really important what you just said, because 
it, everything is often divide, designed to divide people even more. That's how a few people rule the many. You get everybody to fight each other, right? It's simple. And um, it, it's played out so often in history that I'm amazed that people don't learn more. Um, that's why I think in school, they never take, they make history boring. They make people hate the study of history because if you really understood you know, our history, we understand the present. You gotta know where we came from to know the system we're in now. Exactly, and we just aren't teaching. And that's why I say I'm continually amazed at how little people are aware of what's going on, especially now. Yeah. There was a Rockefeller thing written back in the 1800s, I think 1860 or something that said that this, it talked about how they wanted to wipe out and recolonize this area. And the, the people that saw what was going on were gonna be considered insane by those that were following along. They actually said that and they talked about it. And so people like us, are, who are acknowledging these things and trying to point it out look insane to them until it's too late obviously and then they realize that we weren't insane but that's part of the the struggle right is that they know that this is they know this is the phenomena that we're up against oh yeah very i mean your thing about rockefeller reminded me uh in the early 20th century uh rockefeller funded what was called the general education board and it was a big endowment for all the universities and the education system. And it basically reoriented education in America away from, uh, you know, traditional liberal arts where you taught people how to think and critically analyze things to the manual and practical trades. Because Rockefeller said, I don't want workers who think, I want workers who work. Workers that do. And that whole, th you know, so that, that re kind of reoriented the people away from traditionally before public schooling, there was a higher literacy rate in America than after. So it's quite funny, you know? Well, that does make sense. And how to, how to get, and, and the management staff are the people who rise up and manage the society are the ones who can critically think and think broader, but the workers, you need, they believe, and I'm not gonna say you need this, they believe that that's what they want, but now to have a free and open society where we manage ourselves, we need more critical thinkers. We need people. So it goes completely against the free society. Yeah, and I think people naturally do think critically, right? That's the point. Like, look at, you know, when you watch little kids, right? The so-called terrible twos and threes, which I, with my daughters, I love them when they're at that age because their oh, yeah. whole mind was opening up, right? And they always say, why? Why, daddy? Why? Why? You know, and uh, talk to an adult today and do you see any of them going, why? Why do we have to wear these things? Why? You know, no, it's, it's just driven out through the fear of a parental authority figure, right? Like of whether it's the state or the church or whoever, you can't think your thoughts, you've got to think our thoughts. I mean, that's the whole plan, right? Well, little kids are funny. I mean, you leave it to the little kids to tell tell the truth. I mean, they just look at things so literally, like they call the ups truck, you know, the UPS. It took me a while to figure out when they were calling the ups truck. What's the ups? Oh, the UPS. Or, you know, my daughter used to go through and she, she wants beef bread you know, she wanted a roast beef sandwich, but it's beef and it's bread, right. you know, I mean, it's just like, call it for what it is, right, yeah. Yeah. it was, it's funny, you got to kind of have to reorientate your thinking to figure out what the hell, what? yep, that's exactly what it is, yeah. but yeah, they'll, they'll tell you like it is, even, even they'll insult you without knowing it, and so if you want the truth, you ask a little kid, right, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I agree that there's so much study to show that we, as we grow up, we lose our um, creativity. You know, we yeah. start off as kids being very creative and slowly we lose that. 
Well, it's also very much related to think of, since World War II, like the last three quarters of a century, we've been bombarded our brains with deliberate techniques to not only dumb people down, but um, the whole, what they've learned with the whole internet and iPad technology is that it actually restructures the way people think so that they're very focused on the uh, left brain analytical, which is the easiest part of the brain to control. But the, the other creative side of intuition and imagination and, and all of that is suppressed, deliberately suppressed. So I think I mentioned last time there was this uh, teacher who did an interview with children at a kindergarten in New York a few years ago. And she asked them what they daydreamed about and, they, and the children didn't know what daydreaming was, right? Oh, geez. Because all they're so focused at a young age on the analytical, they equate information with knowledge, which it isn't. No, you know, knowledge comes from all sorts of places in us, intuitive and, you know, the, the unconscious and all sorts. But all of that is suppressed because that part can't be controlled as easily. This this the analytical side can be. And so I we have to recover that whole part of us that that, you know, has been under assault for so long. Well, they've studied how to control, you know, the psychology of the human mind for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the CIA, had the MK Ultra, and then the Marnock program and all those different programs. Yeah. But what they've learned in those programs, they're now implementing on the masses. And, you know, it's not that, the, well, they're doing limited trauma torture. It's not like with the children where they did this horrifying trauma torture, but they're doing trauma and that kind of stuff to us in the masses. I mean, what we just went through was trauma. Yeah. What they right. do to the children was trauma. The face masks, is a trauma-based conditioning. And it's it's not quite what they went through, but they know it works on many, many people because they spent decades perfecting it. Well, you know, the thing is about human beings is we're unpredictable. We react in different ways. We can't, ultimately we can't be controlled. Um, and and that's, that's why their measures are so oppressive and dictatorial because they have to do that to control people because they're a weak situation. They're they're in a very vulnerable situation. The minority yes. who are trying to inflict this uh, because it's it's um, waking up a lot of people as to there's a number being done on us, right? And their whole notion of government being benevolent and the medical community trying to help us, all of that is out the window, right? Nobody and, believes it that has a no. brain, and that's why I was saying anybody who still can can't see through it. I'm always I'm I'm amazed. Like at the beginning where I say, I just can't believe that people can't see. There are people who have cognitive dissonance. They can't, they can't handle the truth, right? But the rest of the people, and I do, I think they, they played their cards too much. And so all these people are waking up and saying, what the heck? We might be a little too far for them yet, but I'm getting, I can't tell you how many more people are listening to what I'm putting out there and following my work. And, and more and more people are talking about what is going on, just like you, you are now starting to be vindicated. But, but the important thing is for us to use this in a way to not be colonized and for them not to win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's taken a step from being aware of a problem with creating an alternative. And that's the stumbling block for a lot of people because we haven't ever been raised in a situation of real self-governance, Right. Um, no, yeah. we defer authority to somebody else we mark a ballot we pay our taxes you know there was a funny thing that happened after world war ii this term consumer came in to the culture right before that people were producers 
farmer, farming families, people who work, we produce wealth. We have a sense of we have the power. We have, we are important in society. When you become a consumer, you're this idle, mindless mouth that's just taking in all the time, right? And yeah. psychologically, that makes people slaves. Well, we got we got to recover the notion that we can govern our own lives. And that's why we try to set up these assemblies and courts where people in their own neighborhoods and communities take back that power. So um, I should plug our other website, republicofkanata.ca, because that's our movement where we're trying to do exactly that in Canada. And of course, there's a lot of allies in, uh, in America and that whole struggle too, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I think more and more groups need to come together and unite and realize this is a uniting factor. It's not a left, right? It's who wants right. freedom and who doesn't? I mean, who's okay with being a slave and who's not? Who's okay with being colonized and who's not? I mean, it's just really basic. And they still want to force us into that old paradigm, but it's just not the paradigm we're living in. You also have a tour that you're going on. Can you talk about this tour? I, I am so impressed and I'm so happy that you just don't give up and that you are a fighter that you are. And so many people, they need to hear you speak and they need to do help and do what you're doing. We need more of you. Well, that's why we're going on the road. Uh, it, different levels. I'm going to be, of course, reading from my books and doing lectures on all this, but also ho holding organizing workshops for the people who, and there are many of them, there are more people every day who actually want to do something within our republic, but even more broadly as well. And uh, so we'll be holding actual uh, training workshops and other events. I'm also working on a sequel to our documentary, Unrepentant, which really forced out the truth of this in 2007, just before the official apology for the residential schools. And so um, I'll be going out across Canada uh, and all then down into the States um, where I've got a lot of invitations to, to come and speak. So um, yeah, it's, it's a way to I often say to people, I'm not an organizer. You people have to organize yourselves. I'm a catalyst. I'm a spark. Yes. I've got a memory and experience, which is important. We have to understand how it's possible to force out the change we have, including forcing, you know, the Bishop of Rome to step down in 2013. That's a big deal. Yeah. But, um, you know, it works. The methods we've used works. And so I want to share that with people. And, um, you know, I'm hoping your next documentary not only exposes the truth, but also helps people understand, like what we said before, helps people understand how this is a pattern and we can't allow it to happen again. People are right. people, and any group can be destroyed and you know we, we just we, you can't do that to fellow human beings that's right it's a it's a chance for there was a great phrase martin luther king used to use about uh, injecting a new meaning into the veins of civilization uh or a, or lincoln said a, a new birth of freedom that phrase from gettysburg address i mean it's an opportunity there's all these horrible things but it's an opportunity now for us to use that as a catapult into a new kind of society, a new spirit, a way where we reclaim yes. our humanity. And that's the, the brilliance, the, the, the opportunity of this moment that people need to seize, right? Absolutely, is that this is what we have done in the past, but that doesn't mean we have to do it in the future. And that's why I don't like the critical race theory, because it's like we're just dwelling in the past instead of saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. We don't like what happened to so many people in the past. So let's not do it going into the future. We have more slaves now than we ever had in the past. Mm -hmm. 
And we have to realize that we have to come to grips with the fact that, and it's not in the, uh, it's not like open slaves like they they think of it. It's slaves in all around the world, and all these children that are being trafficked, and yeah. it's 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 the underbelly of criminality that's coming from the cabal that's running our society that is enslaving people. Well, I think yeah, people they know their system is falling apart. Um, the hard reality is that people enslave themselves ultimately. You know, um, it doesn't matter what statutes they pass, you know, you have to do this, have to get a shot. If people say no, what can they do? They don't have the manpower to enforce that on millions of people. So people have to enforce it on themselves. And that's the danger that people do that. Once we declare that independence, they have no, they have no power over us at all. Right. Yeah. And the more we wake people up, the less power they'll have because more people will be, hell no, I don't want that. I don't want my children to have that get away. So this is good. I, you know, a lot of people think we're winning and I, I do think that right now they're scrambling and they don't, that's why we're seeing such crazy, irrational behavior. It's true. You know, people always assume, uh, and this is an idea bred deliberately from a young age that the people in power are the wisest, the most caring, they're, they're virtuous. In fact, it's the opposite. How do you get to any high position in any corporation by screwing somebody else? government, the church, the military, they're all the same way. It, the people on top are the craziest because uh, somebody like Bill Gates, I remember watching him in a news conference. Actually, he was testifying before Congress and he had his arms around himself and he was rocking back like this, like the classic abused child self-medication posture, right? Yes. And these people are very messed up, right? And we need to just turn away from them, right? And take back the power into ourselves. Yeah, and I think the people who are who are capable of running those things up on they they self-select not to do it because they don't want to be part of that environment and we've self-selected to check out for so long that now all we have are those people on top Hmm. yeah well we can change that we can change that we have to yeah yeah. we have to change that well okay how do they see you on your tour uh well first of all um you should write to me uh angelfire101 at protonmail.com. Now, of course, like we experienced, my emails will end up in the spam file. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a number as well to phone, uh, 236-380-4508, 236-380-4508. Call me and we'll, I will come and we'll make a book and I'll come to you, you know, wherever people would like me to come. But um, I'll be Is traveling. that a Canadian, hold on, is that a Canadian number or is it, it is. just a... Okay, so do, we have, do you have to use a Canadian code to get through? Yeah, I have to use a one. It's one before any number in America or Canada. Okay, because um, I tried to get through with that number and I was having some issues. So um, oh, you might oh, want well, to check that's, it. That's the, the cell phone. Um, but I would also, yeah, write to me uh, and um, designate exactly the kinds of things that, that you would like me to speak on. Because I can do a whole gamut of things, not only in the genocide and the crimes, the movement to set up a republic, what it means, the common law training workshops are some of our most successful meetings um, because it's giving power back into people's hands, right? Okay, well, absolutely, excellent. And you have a show every Sunday, right? Are you gonna still run it, do your shows while you're doing your tour? Oh yeah, on the road. I'm often interviewing people like today at 6 p.m. Eastern, so 5 p.m. Central. Um, on our show, we have two people calling from Europe and one of them, uh, Eva, works in a sister organization there, and they're going to be talking about the massive resistance now building in France. The, the, uh, the president of France just announced that 
you're not going to be able to vote unless you get the shot. Oh right? my gosh. So this is like outrageous. And there's a movement to just overthrow this bastard, you know, and um, stop this. Right. So anyway, <laughs> it's just incredible. Well, the, yeah. I've heard that in France, I mean, they're kind of leading them charge in a lot of ways. They're putting guillotines in front of government buildings. And I mean, they're just sending them. Yeah, I love that. They're just sending well, the message. Hey, guys, we, we are on to you. Yeah, well, you don't mess with the French. I mean, <laughs> it's like even in, in Canada, French Canada, like in Quebec, they had 100,000 people in the streets objecting to the lockdown. You'd you get maybe 500 in, in English Canada. But, you know, there's that French notion that like, again, they came out of a revolution like Americans, right? Like we govern ourselves, right? We're recovering that idea, you know? That's excellent. So thank God for the French and hopefully they'll, <laughs> they'll lead a lot and people will look at them as a, <laughs> as a symbol of what to do. So excellent. And thank you. Where now, where can they hear your radio show? It's BBS radio. So it's bbsradio.com then slash here we stand one word. That's the, the name of the show. And again, murderbydecree.com gives you all the, uh, all the books, all the links and republicofkanata.ca. K-A-N-A-T-A. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks for everything. Thanks for sticking with this for 25 years. I mean, you are, gosh, it's so great to have to have you, especially in this time. So thanks for everything. Well, it's, it's why I'm here. You discover your purpose through adversity, right? You do. It's quite crazy. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. 